Part three was particularly a lot of fun. We we had our first guests on the show. We've never done that before, and it was the co-hosts of Generations of X. Honestly, the perfect people for us to have first because they're so easy to talk to, mm-hmm. and we've become friends with them. They wore ugly sweaters. Yeah, they're our people. They are our people. Yeah. We, we had a ton of fun, and we kind of just... Double down on what we did in part two, talking about House of X, Powers of Ten, and we also, each of us share our chimeras at the end, and a couple of y'alls. So, get ready for Hox Pox Talks with Gox. This isn't Dr. Seuss. It's for, it's perfect for Christmas. We'll get right into Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yes. We can still use our Professor Xavier background. Oh my god, and I'm so excited to bring these guys on. Oh As I'm pouring a glass of wine. Oh my God. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh Wait, I'm pouring. How are you guys um, doing? We're doing great. How are you? We're doing pretty great. Pretty great. Oh um, my God. I'm, your sweaters are unreal. Yeah. It was, I'm, I'm so glad I had an occasion to wear this. <laughs> That's Thank exactly you. what this is supposed to be. Yeah. Oh man. I'm okay. So standing out right now, seeing you guys, <laughs> we listen right? to your podcast. I love you guys so much. The feeling is mutual. Same, feeling right, is mutual. right up there with you. She's got to be a little careful about spoilers, but I, I pre-screen some of the episodes and tell her which ones and where she might have to yes. avoid. Oh, God, sorry. No, it's okay. No, 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 have we, have we spoiled only, anything for you? There was only one thing that you spoiled, and I don't want to say it in yeah. case anybody, but I'll like, okay. I'll message you later and I'll tell you. Okay, because I, I, I'm huge about spoilers and to It to wasn't your fault. And, and Justin, too, like he told me, he told me it was coming, but we just missed, like, we missed each other. And he, like, texted me and he was like, wait, stop, spoiler. And I was like, whoops, already heard it. Wait, Ooh. someone just said Ooh. those sweaters are amazing. Thank you. Yeah. The sweaters, the sweater game for, like, Ugly Christmas, I, like, really want to grab uh, some. Let's see. I'll get some soon so you can see them all. Um, mm-hmm. I, all right. I'm really surprised, Dayspring. I didn't, you you didn't let me know you even had a Christmas sweater. Well, I didn't because I told you, I need an ugly sweater. Why don't you send me one overnight? Because I know you have so many of them. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Do y'all want to tell our fans, our audience, a little bit about yourselves and your podcast and, yeah, like, what it is you do? Yeah, so we are the hosts of Generations of X. I'm Dayspring. And I'm Flinkman. And we talk about the past, present, and future of all things X-Men. It's amazing. Yeah, and we uh, we recently covered all of the, the Ten of Swords crossover. Um, we've done some amazing interviews with folks like uh, Eric and Julia Leewald, who have uh, yeah. headed up the X-Men animated series in the 90s. We, we are currently running one with Larry Houston, who was you know, the art guy for the for the 90s animated series. We did a big one with the Generation X actors, Randall mm-hmm. Slavin and Heather McComb, Jubilee and Refrax. And yeah. it's like our mission now in life is to get that whole cast together. So but they wouldn't do a reunion because some of the cast members are missing. So if we already found Suzanne Davis, who does buff, but we are looking for Amaryllis, who played M. So all of you watching live right now or even later, please, if you know where M is at, the search for M is on. Yes. Oh my God. Find M. Find her. Oh, I just had like flashbacks to the M's to backstory. the M's backstory moment where I was Justin was like, "Yeah, let me give you a brief recap of, of M's backstory." Of any oh, character, God. is there such a thing? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> like a brief recap of how uh, we're not even gonna we're not don't, even gonna listen to the episode. So, we, we, and we don't want to give spoilers too for what you know happens or anything, but we do interview someone who gives us some insight on M and her backstory. Hmm. interesting and that'll be coming up later in the new year oh my god i can't right. wait great right. cool i love you um, guys next question yeah hit him with the next question so tell us just what do you connect with x-wise x-men wise and and what has kept you as a fan Blink, yeah. do you want to go first I'll, I'll go first yeah no well for me it's always kind of been the the concept of the mutants as as other um you know as a as an out gay man uh sort of 
having, I, I didn't, of course, as, as, as a child, I had no idea, but it all makes sense now. Um, having these superheroes <laughs> who didn't exactly fit into society and were, were hated and feared, even though they saved the world, how many issues of X-Men do we have at this point? The thousands of times they've saved right. the world. Um, and they're just trying to live their lives and do their best and be the greatest superheroes of all time, all while the world hates and fears them. And that message has, you know, always resonated with me. And uh, I clearly, I, I love them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of Marvel Legends setup right, right now. We, uh, just, a couple, just a couple. Well, yeah. usually we hang out with the figures while we're recording, but yeah. today we had to... We had to, we had to make it a little Christmas. I, Change I, it up. I wanted to bring some figures over, but I ran out of time. Everything happens so fast when you're doing something like this. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? It's time for the show. The show is starting. Going what? live I now? Woof. I know we're, we're always flying by, but um, to piggyback off of what Flink said, I, I think there's trying to discover who you are, who you are while being part of a world that like fears and hates you. It's such a delicious fantasy and, and growing up just thinking that there's this school with other people who are different and they're just like you and they're waiting for you to be a part of it. It just, it was something that resonated with us early on. And as we've discussed with the Leewalds, they purposely added so many layers into that animated series that was meant for you to go back and rediscover. And it's the same with the comic books. So the X-Men just resonate with us on a very deep spiritual level. Is that what is that what keeps you engaged? Or is are there specific storylines or specific characters that you connect to? Or is it just the general? I mean, I'd be a liar, you know, if I said that I wasn't a sucker for all of the delicious drama that the that the X-Men bring. <laughs> it's a soap opera. Um, I want to say, you know, it's all the metaphor. It's all the metaphor, but no, no, definitely the X-Men as a family, the X-Men and their relationships are something yeah. that sets them apart from other superheroes. Like, yes, we have the Fantastic Four and they're an actual family unit. But, you know, again, as a gay man, I identify with the family you sort of choose for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And the X-Men, you know, they are the family that they made for themselves. And so their relationships and the interconnectedness of it all um, definitely is what keeps me coming back. Well, what did Wasp say in the uh, Uncanny Avengers issue? Uh, don't ask me an Avengers she's here question. Like, she's here like, oh, the, the X-Men are coming. So you know what to expect. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. <laughs> Drama. So uh, the to piggyback off of something that was said earlier about this idea of just th there's this school where mutants are able to go and to, to be one with other people that accept them and that, that, that community. How many times, like as a, as a kid, as a reader, like wh when, when am I going to get my call? I'm going to Xavier school. Like I'm, I'm waiting for my ticket to Krakoa right now. Like, come on, I'll right? take the boat. I don't care. Take me. Transfer my citizenship. I'm totally for Krakoa right now. <laughs> for real. Let's go. Amazing. Uh, next question. Yeah, I don't have them up. <laughs> I'm uh, a failure. <laughs> uh, no, don't worry. Don't worry. You're fabulous. I love your outfit. Your hair. Oh, thanks. Oh Ready? God. Look at my little. My friend Andrea made my little fifties Christmas so dress for me a couple that was years ago. Made. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Uh, so let's let's hear some overall Hawks Pox reactions. Oh we, yeah. We were talking about it for a little while beforehand, and we kind of we, we at least gave a refresher and had some questions. But what were your reactions reading it, either for the first time, maybe reading it again afterwards? Yeah. And, and how maybe, many times? How many times have you read it? Um. Flink, you go first. You go first. I've probably read it four or five times now. And that to me is a testament to to how good it actually is. Um, mm -hmm. Usually these big shakeup status quo changing events always wind up being a little bit hit or miss we'll say we'll put it we'll put it yeah. nicely today. They're they're hit or miss. Um, and this <laughs> one was actually a a hit for me. Um, I think it actually did something, you know, akin to, I don't know if you've gotten to Grant Morrison's new X-Men yet. Um, but he has not, but you have not. not okay. Well, you're, uh, you're, you're either in for a treat or you're not in for a treat. There's two very strong. <laughs> I, love really? you think that, that. No, I think most people love Morrison. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Mm -mm -mm. I've, I've encountered some Morrison haters, but it, Hickman did <laughs> what, what 
great X-Men writers do. And they come in and they stir things up and they, they, they set the X-Men up with like a status quo. Maybe we hadn't thought of before. Mm -hmm. And I think he really pulled it off with, with house of X. Um, And I think on a character level, it didn't exactly, it wasn't the cast of characters I necessarily would have chosen, but mm. he did incorporate lots of amazing character moments. The one thing that I geek out to, I actually own the original page of art for it, um, is the moment where Monet goes penance out of nowhere and like Ooh. slays, saves Jean and like slays the day. Try that was just, like a moment. I can't. And I'm a diehard Jean Grey fan, but I will give you that because M's wording to her when she's here, yeah. like, I don't know what to tell you. Try harder, Marvel girl. I'm like, the yeah. shade! That, for, smack talk and a half. Honestly, honestly, for me, I was reading it and I was like, okay, so why do people like Jean Grey? Like, what is this? Why is she whining? Like, do your Omega level mutant. Do your job. This is what you do. Right? Do your job, Jean. Jean. Girl, she's I like a god amongst right mutants, and she's just like she has to have Monet save her ass, and I'm living for that for Love sure. Her. And again, as a diehard Jean Grey fan, and Alicia, I will give you a reading list. I think that that scene is brilliant. That was yeah. so brilliant, so shady. Yeah. But um, I've read, I've read it a couple times. I revisit it. I don't know how many times I've read the actual run. But I go back to some scenes with Destiny. I go back to some scenes with Moira because I think what Hickman did was so beautiful and lovely with those characters. And and let me explain the context really quickly. I don't know if you guys read the books as they were coming out, but we had Extermination, Age of X-Men, the failed Uncanny X-Men relaunch. Hickman was a saving grace. And I, I, I don't think that he was a Morrison-esque writer. And I'm sorry to disagree with you live on camera, Flink. I know. I don't I don't think he was a Morrison-esque level savior that we wanted, but what he did was make the X-Men very interesting. And I think now that the film rights for the X-Men are back at mm-hmm. Marvel. We want to support our X-Men. We want to yeah. make sure these books do really well. And the yeah. fact that editorial marketing and publicity are all behind the X-Men, they're doing this big push. They're giving us their A-list writer 100%. We are reading every book and everything. But whereas I think House of X and Powers of 10 have been were phenomenal, I don't know if Hickman overall has been the relaunch that I I love as much. Yeah. I would I say there's 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 a lot of cooks in the kitchen and i feel like they haven't been sticking to the recipe so great Mm -hmm. like i I, that's a really cheesy metaphor and i know but it's so accurate but i I, I don't know i don't know he he left us the status quo is certainly more interesting than it than it has been and to be clear i was not actually a hickman fan coming into this Mm -hmm. i was expecting to really not like it so to continue with that meal metaphor, he had a really great appetizer, but then the the meal itself has been a little long to work through. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic about the dessert. You know, I, I feel like it's getting better and better. We've gotten some more steam, especially with 10 of swords. I'm or so after, intrigued. after 10 of swords, at least maybe not with 10 of swords, uh, but parts I, of 10 of swords, I, I, maybe the, 10 of swords, the, the Vita scenes with yep. storm and Shuri were phenomenal. The first half was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and then we spent three or four issues at a dinner party to keep yeah, the, the yeah, cooking yeah. metaphor going. I um, mean, everybody loves a dinner party. Yeah, I, I, love, <laughs> I, I loved just the energy of it. It, it you know, I, I'd agree it wasn't earth shattering like some of the other relaunches or, or revitalizing energy, but it did that, right? It, it made people want to read and want to talk about the X-Men again. And yeah, that definitely. just as a lifelong fan is something that we've been missing for a long time that they were kind of shelved in the back burner. And they're, they're your, they're your top, like they're your big stuff. Like yeah. how many yeah. of their issues are top of the charts every week, every single week. I think for me too, the thing is that I really like a story that, that I mentioned this in an episode, like for me, a story that is thought out from the beginning and knows how things are going to weave back into it is important to be able to be reading future issues and go back and see things in other issues and past issues and go, oh, okay, that's how that connects. And to look back and be like, ooh, there was a little hint dropped there. And ooh, there was a little hint dropped there. Like for me, that's important. We talked about it about like Star Wars and how all of those, those 
last three movies were just movies. like, yeah, we're just going to do whatever one movie at a time. Like I can't stand that. So I appreciate the idea that Hickman like created a world and he has this idea in his mind and he knows where he's going as a like overarching storyline and, and knows how to connect things. And that to me is important because I like to live inside a world right. and I want the whole world that I'm living in to feel real to me. And I don't, I do like to find plot holes and point them out and say, excuse oh, me, explain girl. yourself. But mm -hmm. I like it when I can be proven wrong mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a big open plot hole and there's right. no connection. Yeah. And I think Blink and I have spoken about this on our podcast where we're worried that Hickman, Teeny Howard at all are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at the wall. And yeah. As an X fan, you're kind of burned because you have these great writers coming in with great ideas that never come to fruition. Yeah. And we're just hoping that some of the seeds that have been planted, all these seeds that have been planted are phenomenal. I just want to see them actually grow okay. into the plot point they're supposed to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. as, as X-Men fans, we're, we're, we're kind of scarred because we've had so many writers over the years come in and, and just litter the ground with yeah. all these seeds for these wonderful plots. And then like maybe an eighth of them actually get answered. No, and that's so like when you, that's like when you watch a show and then the show gets canceled and you, and never, you never find, find out. out the ending and then you just like can't sleep at night because you're like, well, what's <laughs> happening with this story? And where did these characters go? And I need answers, please. Thank you. Like I would be so. Thank you. That would make me. I'm now. I'm like, mm, do I want to read these other stories? Are they <laughs> me nuggets and they're not going to tell me what happens? Well, wait. What do you mean? Like writers are ninety. I have no idea what you're talking about there. <laughs> well, and then maybe they'll tie some of them up with the new X Men Legends. Uh, That's my I, hope. Yeah. And that, and that that I think just as an outcome of this event, as an outcome from this approach of Hickman kind of serving as a showrunner on a TV show as like the head of X, being yeah. able to direct this line-wide organization, which I, as a you know big fan of the MCU, that detail, that layer of connection is really something that I want to see, I, I want to dive into. Yeah. And I feel like that adds to that energy but this the amount of seeds the amount of plot threads that are out there just in hox pox alone is massive like almost every page if not every couple of pages there's at least a handful of things that could be revisited as full issues events arcs yeah like not that i want to get back into it but tell me more about year 1000 yeah right what's right. up with the preserve yeah who are those well, other people we have feels about that a lot so but we won't we won't get ahead of ourselves and i mean come on we talked about it earlier what is going on with monet's penance like what yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we have had no follow-up on that i it we're, looks like we're gonna get it in in reign of x and i hope that it's good mm -hmm. i just yeah. I, the plot seeds everywhere and i mean be careful like i said be careful of the 90s elisa I, like if you aren't a fan of things paying off then I, I I'm carefully serving as her guide and I, will will steer the ship. Curated '90s experience, perhaps. But Justin, to what you were saying with uh, Hickman being head of X or Department of X, whatever we want to call him, I I am cautiously optimistic because I don't know how it's working editorially, but there are some inconsistencies that are happening that we've pointed out. And look, I don't want to play Thursday morning quarterback with these books, but you don't. Oh, I don't. God, you're so shady. Um, and we can't edit you for how shady you are. <laughs> um, live show, folks. Live show. Yeah. It, there's He's a little inconsistent with some things. And I just want to make sure that editorially things are being funneled through him and Jordan D. White, who I think are great editors, great, you know, Hickman's a great writer. Less, Jordan D. White is the X-Men group editor, just in yeah. case, if you didn't know. Um I was I, pretending. Did you see? Yeah, I know. I thought. No, no. I, I just thought because I know because I love your podcast so much, and I love that you are coming to the X Men. So I, I figure maybe you don't know like Jordan D White. Everything you don't else. know who they are. On maybe Twitter I saw him on point. a panel one time. Maybe, uh, maybe did, at New York Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were you? Oh, I was at that panel too. Oh, yeah. cool. Oh my yeah, god. Uh, 
Alicia, the, um... I just want to say that I am obsessed with your Instagram and I just love everything about you. I love your energy. I'm sorry, Justin, you're kind of cool too. <laughs> Alicia, like I just, I was telling my husband, you are just so cool and I love your voice and everything. The mic I, I feel the same about you. I, I tell Justin, like when we talk back and forth, I'm like, oh my God, listen to this conversation we just had. Listen to this. We're meant to be. So <laughs> I understand. Awkward, how we're both like hopelessly awkward. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't get I into it on the like, show. I could write a book. We should write a book together. Let's write a book. Of, like it's I okay to be awkward. It is um, okay to be awkward. It's okay. I mean, Flink and I'm sure Justin can join us as well. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have some some side. Flink comments, is so but... awkward. He's the most awkward. Person I'm really awkward. This is actually going really well for me. <laughs> He's so, no, 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 no. Flink is being had all sorts of scenarios in my, my head, like going live. My favorite part of the podcast is Flink. Our podcast is Flink because he's so smart and he's so articulate. And you're okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm just a no, drop. No. I mean, look, I knew that the thing with, with Dayspring is, is I know that when we, when we agree, which is hit or miss, but when we do agree, he can, and we have that same brain moment, he can always articulate what my point is so much better than I ever can. Like, that whole mutant says other metaphor thing I tried to say earlier. <laughs> you hopped on and like okay. swept it all you got up. It. Yeah, but that's what the the balance, right? The honesty yeah. of your interactions is like the genuine disagreement and the genuine like fire that is built up when there's like a topic that you're both so passionate <laughs> about on opposite ends. Like that's what makes me love listening to you right. because it's okay. authentic. And I don't want to just listen to two people agree about everything. Like I want to hear wow. the sides and the conversation and where those ideas take you. So you've come me, to the right place. One of my favorite parts. <laughs> Flink, we should give them <laughs> behind the scenes audio of us. <laughs> oh my God. Not the audio. I should show you the texts. I should show you the texts. No, God, no. But it's like, it's, you know, I, you guys are, are, are a married couple. So like th this coming together thing and putting, you know, is, is not news to you, but me and Dayspring, we've, we've been friends, but these conversations about X-Men, you know, we live on opposite ends of the country. We don't like hang out in person all the time. These conversations we've been had have generally been like aim. It started on aim. Mm -hmm. It evolved into like Facebook messenger and whatnot. So oh like, God. we haven't, this, this I thought you meant like I thought you Ben Wilder just said keep up the shade I would but Flinkman is behind the class so mm, sorry oh <laughs> no but like I it's I lost my point now you should you <laughs> bullied me and it's gone <laughs> you bullied Wait. me and it's gone Wait, Wait, I'm, I'm, oh, I remember. Remember. Or, on to our next question yeah, go, go what ask. is it? Do we already talked about highs and lows? I mean, we kind of talked about highs and lows, but if there's anything else that you want to call out while we're talking about kind of big questions after reading or yeah, like after the first 12 issues, right? Hox box yeah, issues. I'm gonna go, my laptop charger. go get your charger, babe. I'll take over. Oh, look at me, center screen. Yeah, so lady we love a strong in charge character. as she should be. I feel like okay, so we have this like set up and right like the cameras over there, but I want to see your face with the cameras. I'm like, this is unprofessional. Look up here, look down here, look up here. Okay, anyway, so what's my question? Oh, so yeah, finishing the twelve issues was what like really stuck out for you as like this was an amazing moment, and then what stuck out for you is like I hated this moment. I I don't care if it's cut from the books. Ooh. Um, so the high for me in terms, I don't, I don't want to say just moments, but the high for me was bringing back Moira because she died. And even though she came back during chaos wars, shrug, I, how they're explaining that, I think they brought so much justice and dignity to that character. And now we understand why she got the legacy virus, because at the time we thought she got the legacy virus because it had morphed into affecting humans as well. But Myra was a huge like point for me. And I love the opening scene where it's the most important part in X-Men history. And she talks about how she saw the girl with, you know, two feet in both worlds, how she saw, you know, all these other, the, 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 the cardinal, tower. the tower and like the priest who was the last religion. But then she says, and then I found what I was looking for. I found the strong man. Yes. And when he says, 
I've just had this dream of the future. And she goes, it's not a dream if it's a reality. And he's here like, I'm sorry, do we know you? When Xavier says, I'm sorry, do we yeah, know you? Yeah. And she reads, he reads her mind and he goes, oh my God. It just, the momentum that built for that was peak for me. And that's, and they advertise that. They marketed that. I'm just seeing Justin's costume right now or, or look right now. <laughs> oh but, yeah, the um, Santa suit is good, look right? Look at that. Yes, Zaddy, wear that Santa suit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But for me, they had built up that that scene and i was like okay this is editorial hyping something that's never going to be come to fruition and it actually did yeah 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 i felt similarly to the way that they recontextualized the seminal moments right to, to before even releasing any of these issues to call this a game changer a seminal moment in x-men history can you plug that in on the other side you got it baby um, yeah, I, so I, like I like that's kind of the high point for for me is you know I kind of mentioned earlier that crossovers and these big relaunches and things can all sort of uh, deflate and kind of go not go anywhere. And not only did Hoxpox stand on its own as like a really fascinating and interesting crossover, it also recontextualized the entirety of the the X-Men's history, the entirety of these stories that I know and love. And it's making me go, hmm, and like look back on stories that I've read, you know, years ago and maybe be like, well, how does this fit in? What, what how was this part of the plan? You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it didn't just. Yeah, because there's that whole, like when Moira's going through all her lives, like you're seeing all the past storylines and things that like are recognizable. Yeah. yeah. And you're yeah. like, it just it, it took the entire continuity of X-Men and folded it in yeah. on itself and just kind of yes. you could tell that Hickman had such a love of these characters, of this history, of these stories, that he was really just going throughout everything, like I'm gonna play with this, I'm gonna play with this. Mm -hmm. they, they use the metaphor in Marvel that the creators are playing in someone else's sandbox and right. you don't own the toys, you just you come, you play with them, and then you leave them when you leave the sandbox. But he yeah. just kind of took he took a section of the sandbox and he duplicated it and he made his own little forest above it. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make, I'm going to make trees and Krakoa and, and plants. And but Justin, to your point, he was saying for a long time that this was always an idea he had about yeah. Krakoa being an island. And what I love about it is that he went full on token and I can't wait. I don't know how the X-Men, we don't know how the X-Men will be translated into the MCU, but can you imagine like, Hickman started creating Krakoan language. And remember when we were watching Lord of the Rings and all of us were trying to understand how do you talk in Elvish? Like how yeah. do you write these words? Now we're gonna get that with the X-Men. And yeah. what Hickman did was create a whole new world for the X-Men that was never seen before. And it was just yeah. so incredibly wonderful. And I just, I love it. I love that we have mutant language now. Another like huge, like big point for me was the scene where Xavier is talking to Cyclops and Alicia, I, I don't know if you know the history here, but when Xavier looks at Cyclops and says, this is when we believe Nimrod comes online mm -hmm. and Nimrod being this like futuristic, he's supposed to be so far off enemy, but no, this is his inception. If you're a reader, you yeah. understand this is like the the stakes are high. I'm sorry. Can I curse online? <laughs> can I curse? You did it. It's yes, over. Okay. I'm yeah, sorry. It's live. I'm like. I'm like. Can you just bleep that out and post? Yolo. It? But, but anyways, cool. frack. How about that frack? Battlestar Galactica. Frack. This is when Nimrod comes online, and what what Hickman did, and he talked about this in interviews. What irked him about X Men, you know, the last ten years that we got him, was that no one is respecting X Men history, and Hickman took X Men history. And yeah, there's um, a lot of things. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm reading Ben Wilder's comments right here as they're coming up. I don't know a ton of X-Men history, but I love Myra in the series. Yeah, Myra was so fantastic and she is such a boss and she's so cool. But Nimrod coming online using that X-Men history was so wonderful. I loved it. So on the topic of Nimrod, when I was doing my like crazy person research after reading, I like looked up, like I just thinking Google was going to know exactly what I meant when I typed in Nimrod, like oh, you're no. talking about the X-Men, but no. Nimrod Marvel. Just, I, I do it all the time. No, but yes. just Nimrod in general. Did you know, and you might've already known this, that um, basically Nimrod is this 
biblical hunter and his job is to hunt for the gods like that's what an what nimrod was originally and he's credited with building the tower of babel in a way to get like to connect the earth with the gods and then the gods being like oh no no you have new gods now yeah you know they're even calling themselves the gods to be hunted yeah so it's just it's so i was like whoa I, you're blowing my mind right now. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I, yeah. I was Nimrod's also looking over my shoulder right here. <laughs> Hi, Nimrod. I love Nimrod. We're talking about we you. Where are you? This side. But to to your other question of what were some low points for me yeah. in Powers of Ten and House of X, I'm going to tell you the biggest low point, and Flink is going to have a field day with this, was Jean going back to her 60s costume. Yeah. What the heck? And I think at the time, most also, why is she called Marvel Girl again? Because she's Marvel Woman. Why not? But here's the thing. So we do know that Pepe Larraz, um, was it Pepe Larraz illustrated that first issue? I just want to make sure yeah. I got that right. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have her in her X Men Red costume, so there was some kind of editorial that said go back and and redo that. Oh, in she... giant size? Huh? In, are you talking about giant size? Uh, no, 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 no. In 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 House of X one, if you look at some of the early sketches that came out of it, Pepe Larraz had Jean in her X Men red costume. Presumably not the green and gold one that we got in Giant Size, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the one that we saw in in the series. But editorial went back and said, no, we specifically want Jean in that costume. And Hickman said, well, you know, it's mutant fashion that Jean would use some of her old costumes, but is there a reason why she would use that costume? And of course we know in story that mutants can back up earlier versions of themselves. Yeah. So us crazy Jean Grey fans were There's worried. There. there are many of you. There are many of us. We are yeah. Legion. Speaking of the Bible, we are Legion <laughs> we were, and the X-Men. We were worried that Jean backed up an earlier version of herself that wasn't, you know, that was pre-Phoenix. But now we, I think it's safe to say that that's not the case. Oh, Gene. I think my low point for it, and it's, I, I, I don't know. Is this a low point? I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit of a gripe. Is that everybody, they all were all, all kind of acting like pod people a little bit yeah. to me. Like nobody really was going, except for Monet, actually. And Emma, Monet and Emma. Hickman can write a sassy female character. I'll give I him that. Love I love it. I love it. Frost. But we those are like the them. only characters in it that had personality, in my opinion. Wait, I think wait do you love Emma? Do you love Emma? What's that in your background? What? What's that I have Emma, Emma? Emma in her mini, her mini forms, including oh, this. I have I... this tasteful look. Okay, oh, I love that what? bust. The Frank Quitely one. I love I have that one. <laughs> no, don't get me started on Emma Frost and her costumes because I because she is a powerful woman and she is always in naked. She's always naked. And I understand like maybe that makes her feel powerful, her power. but she doesn't have to always be naked when she no. wears a pantsuit. I love it. Yeah, well, and I, I totally agree. I totally I love- agree. I love Emma because she wears that. I think it was explained in one issue that she wears that to distract people from how smart she is. But there's some comments coming in. Hannah Riggs. Yes. Yes. DSG shout out. Yes. I love DSG. And then Ed Higgins, which says there are literally dozens of Jean Grey fans. <laughs> dozens. Yeah, right dozens. there. Dozens. You know, dozens isn't like a whole lot when you're taking into account the entirety of X fandom, <laughs> wait, right? Wait, 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 wait. There are a lot of Jean fans. Oh, right there, illuminating. It's lit. It's ugly Christmas. Oh my god! I want to know. I want to know. Did y'all come up with your chimeras? Yeah. Yes, we did. Of course. So we we put out a a challenge or a request to folks on one of our episodes to come up with your ideal combination or something that you would want to do if you could pick three mutants and combine their powers. What three mutants would you pick? Okay. So I, at first, I really wanted to combine Dazzler and Emma Frost so that I could like refract light through myself Ooh. and be a basic Ooh, but, but then I decided, you know, as cool as a diamond form is, flight would be better. So I've mm-hmm. subbed out, I still want Dazzler, so, but I've subbed Emma for M so that I can have flight and super strength as well. Mm-hmm. And then I want to throw in a little bit of blink so that I can teleport. 
Yes. So that's oh, it. Like, you don't know. You don't know my love for she Blink. Loves, loves. I, I love. Okay. Blink. So I don't you know love? much about Blink in the comics. I only know Blink from the Gifted, but I love Blink, and Fun I can't fact. wait. Uh, I was actually in the pilot for the Gifted. What? The back of my head is in a scene. <laughs> where the mutant registration agency like busts into the dad's oh work. God. That's awesome. So like Stephen Moyer was about and Blink, Jamie Chung was like, I, she wasn't in the scene, but she was on set. And I was just like, oh my God, that's fucking Blink. Mm -hmm. Like I was dying. Amazing. Blink is an excellent choice. I, 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 I was thinking, you know, like, What's I, I hate my my dad would be so proud of me that I'm thinking <laughs> practically, but like I'm like, what's a good practical How do you power? These two power. Yeah. Wait, wait. Ben Wilder is saying Iceman and Pyro. I would be icy hot, and I never have a joint a joint. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I agree. So, I mean. That's Dazzler, Monet, and and Blink. I'm gonna teleport. I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna read minds, and I'm gonna fucking sparkle. Get yeah, it. <laughs> get it. All right. Um, yeah, you got? I would be. I would probably be Doug Ramsey, Nate Gray, and Wolverine. And Doug Ramsey because you can understand any language, body language, architecture, whatever. Nate Gray is he's an omega level, uh, omega level telepath and telekinetic. And Wolverine because you can heal and live forever. Like, why not? Who doesn't want to be Wolverine? I think there's. A lot of potential in Cypher's power that is not readily tapped into, and we kind of oh, get yeah. like a hint of that in X of Swords, Ten of Swords, where where he knows, you know, Magic is talking about how he has that ability to you to understand language. There's so much potential with that, and yeah. I feel like to have a writer play into that, or at least tease that we're going to play into that, uh, that's very exciting for this character. So, Wait, did you? Alicia. Alicia, cover your ears. Cover your ears really quickly. Yeah, I bet we're going to the same place. Because Necrotia, they oh. talk about how he can exactly. read other types. Has, of yeah. has so, she read Second Coming? Have we done no, Second Coming she, yet? She, okay. Yeah, we, okay. She's literally only read Hawks Box. Okay, okay. So, okay. so we'll Second stop. Coming is like the only place where I feel like we've ever really gotten that kind of Doug moment that you're talking mm -hmm. about, where mm -hmm. he like, Nimrod, here he is again, where he like, took out all those Nimrods. Anyways, 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 I don't want to But Necrotia too, Necrotia, which was before Second Coming. <laughs> anyway, I was, just, I was actually oh. just talking with a friend of mine about Doug and his power in Necrotia and just like how that was a true realization of his potential. And I, I like agree. Zeb Wells, by the way, the garbage we're getting right now with Zeb Wells is just not Zeb Wells. Yeah. Like Zeb Wells during the New Mutants, Necrotia era was phenomenal. Okay, we, we don't want to exclude you anymore. No, 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 Alicia, come While you do, tell us your chimera. Babe. I'm so excited for my chimeras. Okay, number one, my one and only, Magneto. Woo! Good I choice. Love, I love, I gotta, I want to control everything around me. I want to throw bullets at you. If you're in the audience, you can... Yeah, throw, tell throw us in yours. Your mirror combination too. Get uh, I, I just have to ask if you're okay. So, what color is your cape gonna be? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh man! Because you see, you've seen the white, you've seen the purple, you've seen the green from North. I mean, you have. I think I'm gonna go green because for my girl Polaris. It could also yes. be influenced by your other choices. Yeah, my other choices. Okay, my combination is definitely my costume combination is definitely a combination of greens and whites because my other two choices um, are rogue, okay, and storm. Perfect. Oh, that's a storm. One. Wait, why rogue though? You can't touch people. I just like the ability to steal to steal powers, powers from other people. <laughs> then you can be anybody. Well, why, why not yeah. be Hope Summers? You can be Hope, Hope Summers. Hope. Well, that that's a. If you're rogue, do you also get flight and invulnerability no. and strength? No, you don't. No, you no. wouldn't. Because I'm not Captain Marvel. Because you're not Captain Marvel. Correct. So you gotta find Carol and ruin her life. Yeah, but as I well. but I but I don't Girl, need to touch good people. Good luck with because... Brie Larson. She will yeah, take yeah, yeah. us all down. Amazing. But I don't need to touch people because I have Magneto's powers and Storm's powers. That's true. Fair. So okay, and, but, I, fair. and I and I can you fly were gonna that steal way. Someone's powers, if you were gonna steal someone's powers, who who's who would it be? Who's would I steal? Who's your, bonus, like, who's your fourth power? Oh man, my fourth power. If, you, if you're gonna have Rogue's powers, you gotta go for the bonus fourth power. You gotta right? use you're it. right, you're right. I do. I gotta go. Well, 
Then I'm going blank. Yeah, come join me. Join me on the teleportation side. Then I'm side. going we'll blank and I'm teleporting. <laughs> That's it. We're traveling the world. Let's go. Boop, boop, boop. Here we go. Justin. One who, little circular who, port a lot of time. <laughs> who's, your, who, who's your power set? My power set, uh, and actually, Alicia does not know. I don't. He wouldn't tell mine. me. Uh, my my number one, or my, my first, not number one, but my first one is Forge. Uh, okay. I've oh, always been fascinated one. with Forge's ability. And I tried to give you some hints of the fact <laughs> that, like, I, I love Forge. He's, he's one of my favorite X-Men. And just this idea that you can understand and build literally anything that you yeah. need or want. Uh, I just feel like it it opens up a whole lot of possibilities. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Ed saying no capes. I've been saying, okay, so Mr. Sinister has his whole thing about loving capes and that issue when we were reading it, I was just like, no capes, Ed, no, no, I do love a cape. So. I mean, you got to have the cape. I get it. It's not practical, but why are you going to be practical? You're a superhero. Yeah. Um, You don't need to be. Okay. So Forge, want, want, here we go. I don't know. I don't know. You don't like Forge? You don't like that ability? First of all, Justin shared the picture of Forge in his sassy shorts. Forge's first appearance. She texted me a screenshot. That's Forge? (laughs) Dead. Dead. But I don't know. Forge just seems like not that exciting to me but it's, it's only like, because like what do i know of forge he lives in a fake underwater world he can make in little penthouse he can make literally anything and he makes things and and he wears sassy shorts okay that's cool anything that he needs he can make he he's he's the maker all right so who are you next to all right so my second one is multiple man oh. because i'm then going to take that maker and have a bunch of anything them. Anything, right? So this is like my full team of myself. So you okay, have man, yours is you're good. This is good. He's very, very like and thoughtful. Uh, number, I'm just three. like I want to sparkle like Dazzler. Yeah, you know, like, I want <laughs> to. I like I statistics and how how can I use this to take over the world? Number three. Number three kind of takes the other two and and takes it to the Omega level, right? I, I got to throw an Omega level mutant on there, and the one that I'm picking. It was Magneto. Yeah, I thought you were going to take Magneto. It was Magneto. But then I I thought about it because, well, so Magneto was initially my choice because if I'm the maker, if I can build anything, but if I can also move metal with my mind, I can construct it, right? But then I started thinking a little bit more, a little bit more. My third choice, Exodus. I don't know anything about Exodus. He's on the council. Well, that's it. There is a whole lot. So telekinesis, telepathy, teleportation, invulnerability, healing. He has, and, and what I'm particularly interested in is he has this power where his his ability increases as he's more confident in himself. Yep. So if yep. you have this ability to create multiples of yourself and make anything, like you're, you're jacking your power up through the roof. I okay. never realized until just now when you listed Exodus's abilities out loud how similar his power set is to Monet. Right. <laughs> it always goes back. Wait, it no. always I have talked more about Monet in the last 20 minutes with you guys than I've talked about in the last 20 years since oh, Generation no, no. X. Girl, he deserves no, more. No, I'm canceling you. You talk about Monet every single day we get on the podcast <laughs> together. It's true. it's true. But wait, but 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 he has Exodus has longevity, right? He can live, he's lived yep. for a long time. Yep. Is that because he's, and I'm sorry, I'm a little dusty here with Exodus. Is he an external? Is no. that why? No, he's not. So he's he not does, an external, but he has been imbued with powers and technology or, or in collaboration, I believe, with Apocalypse. Yeah. Or there, there's some yeah. connection to Apocalypse that's, that's yeah. kind of enhanced his development over time, I believe. What old ass mutant doesn't have a connection to Apocalypse at this point? <laughs> well, does Namor? Does Namor? I, uh, I don't yet so. to be revealed. Namor. I'm He's sure it'll come. I love Namor. Namor's another one I'm not so sure about. You shouldn't be so sure about him. He's a sleazeball. Uh, I know. I do want to call out a couple other ones that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Hit from, me with the, the, the ones we got. So from our friend Andy. Oh, my God, Andy. I'm so ready this, for this. He submitted this via text. I know so. you're watching, Andy. So so Iceman, Andy. Wolverine, and Magneto. Oh, All my right. God. You can have like ice claws. Yeah, ooh, that's what I was gonna say. Ooh. I can't believe that hasn't been done. Yeah, especially the like the further development of Iceman, where he can like create duplicates of himself, yeah. and like that's what? yeah. There's so much we I don't Ice. know. We love Iceman. Uh, okay, who's next? We got Fred on Twitter. What up, Fred? 
Cyclops, Emma Frost, and Monet. So I figured y'all might like that. Y'all might like that one. I love well, that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that. I, I do. I do. Can we just not have Scott's personality? Which one? I think that might have to be a part of it. I can't um, with see. that man. He has a few different personalities. I'm sure you'll get to one eventually that you like. Maybe. <laughs> Justin said there's like a moment in one of the issues that I haven't read yet that's like upcoming for me that might make me connect to Cyclops. And I was like, all I right, we'll see, see well, that. Alicia, I think you can connect to Cyclops. He He's kind of a D-bag during the 80s and the 90s. He's hit Kind him. of? Well, I, I don't want to spoil anything for her. Oh I my mean, God, he's a, a life-ruining He's life ruining. He's terrible. But I feel if you get to the Messiah Complex yes. era, you understand astonishing. You have to read Astonishing X Men, and then go into Messiah Complex, and you understand mm -hmm. his motivation and what he's doing. And I think he's very sympathetic in that regard. That being said, though, total d bag. Oh well, yeah, the worst. like I just. And I feel bad if if my brother is, is still here and still watching. Um, but what I said one time to Justin was just that, like, you know, Cyclops is like your annoying brother. He's like, I'm telling mom and like, eh, I'm going to tattle on you. And just like, thinks he knows more than you. And I just, those moments when my brother and I would get in fights and like throw cups at each other from the cupboard, like that's how I feel about Cyclops. You're a havoc like me, Vin. Oh my God. I'm totally a Cyclops. I will tattletale. And I'm totally a havoc. I know that's, but wait, you have someone in your chat who said, uh, PIG said, Angel, Boom Boom, and Strong Guy. Yeah. Are we talking like Warren Worthington, Angel? Or are we um, talking Angel Salvador? Oh, look at you. Yeah. I, I assume they meant Warren. I assume Warren. I assume yeah. Warren, but like Angel still as well. And then you have someone else who said Nightcrawler, uh, excuse me, Comic Knowledge said Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Gambit. Yeah. Mm. It was the one we talked about on a previous episode, our friend Juan that did uh, Archangel, Gambit, and Kitty Pride, And mm. this idea that would would this character be able to charge the flechettes before throwing them? And we got in this back and forth conversation and then they would explode and then he could become intangible. That was that was a, a call out of a really good, really good choice. But that would be like if you're if you're inheriting Gambit's personality traits, you're if you can suddenly fly and walk through walls, you're like the most badass thief of all time. That's yeah. true. That's true. And then you have that sweet, sweet southern charm. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Sweet, oh my god. Wait. Charm. Wait. Godzilla said Franklin Richards, oh, Destiny, Warren. and Leech. That's incredible. Like, yeah. so you can foresee re what's going to happen, reshape you reality, change reality, and then. But the only thing I'm going to say to wait. Oh God, uh, Alicia, yeah. cover your ears. Mm, cover your ears. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I know yeah, what you're yeah, going to yeah. say. Franklin is not a mutant anymore. Yeah. Sorry. It's uh, oh. recent. Sorry. 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 Thank you, next. Sorry. <laughs> but Leech, as an interesting, you're good. Uh, Leech, I really as an can't hear anything when I do that. Really? <laughs> you're not secretly listening. No, I'm like really pushing because I, one time I was like, maybe I want to listen, but I like being surprised. All right. Any more? People have been so patient. We've been doing this for two hours. Yeah. We, we got to get those people them. their prizes. Um, Wait, can I ask them some Christmas trivia? Yeah, you get, get, get your trivia ready while I read these last two. These, okay. these came from the House of X group on Facebook. And the, the House of X is another X-Men related podcast. Dylan yeah. and Regina. We love and Dylan and Regina. Love Dylan and Regina. Oh, hey, yeah. guys. Uh, I'm a part of that group on Facebook and I put that question out. And we got so many responses. So many like so well thought out responses. Like, so literally, amazing. I think at least 65 different wow. responses from people. Uh, and, and some of them with multiple different responses, but there was one hope Darwin and Sage. And I just love the combination of adaptability and intelligence yeah. and um, Molly Hayes, Wiccan and Cypher, which I thought was one of the most unique ones that stuck out. For sure. Two of those aren't but even is Wiccan, is Wiccan confirmed to be a mutant. I believe so. I mean, at last, I mean, I mean, Emma, Emma said, you two mutants come join our school, but now that Wanda is no longer a mutant, you can still have a mutant child. Don't get me started. We, I She's don't still acknowledge mutant. that. 
Yeah, huh? yeah, right. That's, when not, you, that's not in my head canon. When you guys out. say that head canon, I yeah. was like, Justin, I love that head canon. She's, not a, she's a mutant in my head canon too. She is a mutant in everyone's head canon. And I guarantee I soon enough, it'll be the real canon again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and that that character, Molly Hayes, Wiccan, and Cypher wields the staff of one. And this was the only person I think that uh, included an additional like equipment pick hmm. and i didn't say that that was illegal so i, I just had to <laughs> so i guess that's a, that's a good question if you chose well she did have a soul sword because when they, right. they they did make a chimera of magic and right. she did have a soul sword so i was going to ask because that's technically not her mutant power yeah well i think uh did i just discover a plot hole well no oh uh, yes. so because Rathbutin was Colossus and Kitty, and yes. Kitty can wield the soul. Oh, sword. Yes, this is we had this conversation because okay. I was like, "How could she do and, that?" And even but, Colossus can read this wield the soul sword. I've been reading uh, what was the thread? I've been reading something recently where the uh, a battle of the atom, where and he like comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that recently. It was alright. I'm being nice. Wait, I'm how do I nice. exit from here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any others? Do or, or, yeah, are you ready I want to hit you with some Christmas trivia. That has nothing to do, do with it. I love Christmas and watch okay. me fail. So people, peeps, yeah, friends the in the friends can, in the chat, y'all can play along. Please too. play along, and if there's a question that stumps our friends here, maybe you know the answer. So ready? Here we go. Ready. How many ghosts show up in a Christmas Carol? Three. Three. Wrong. Both wrong. Oh, Ooh. there's the first one. Oh. oh. Four. Don't forget uh, about Jacob Marley, my friends. You're, Don't you're, forget you're about there. Jacob Marley. Yeah. All right. Next yeah. time, if you get it wrong, I'm going to give the folks at home a moment to answer. Nick, I'm sorry, Nick. It is not three. Yeah. By the way, and someone just said, um, hang on, wait, Wanda oh, is a mutant, Ed? Right. You're right. She's not a mutant yeah. anymore. No, Ed, listen. There might be five. Yeah, and Muppets, That's why she's a pretender. Yeah, the pretender. Muppets is five. <gasps> wait a minute. Did you just you get just, your own trivia wrong? No, you just called. You just called. Okay, you just called Wanda the Pretender. That's yeah. okay. So that's in. That's in a sinister secret, right? Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. You don't know. Well, wait. That. I mean, guys, but, I have so many but, questions after reading House of X that, like, yeah. I want to go back to House of X so we can definitely oh, chat we, about it. We can have a very long conversation. <laughs> um, okay, so because I did not, I just breached the surface of my notes earlier. Um, all right. In the movie Elf, what is the first rule of the Code of Elves? I haven't seen Elf. What? I don't like Will Ferrell. Oh, God. So neither Zoe of you are going to know the answer. Neither of us. I, I love Zoe Deschanel. I did a gig with her. 100% love her, but I haven't seen Elf. Don't We're the worst. I know. It's like, I, I have this thing for Will Ferrell, okay? It started... With Anchorman, I worked at a TV station when Anchorman came out, and my boss was that character. And ever since, I've been like, "Oh, Will Ferrell, I can't." So I. Mm -mm. That's fair. That's fair. We've got, we've got, we've got something Ed, about smiling. Something about smiling. <laughs> no, it's not that. What, what no, is the answer? the first rule of elves, uh, the code of elves, is to treat every day like Christmas. Oh, okay. that's sweet. I love uh, that. Uh, well, that's kind of like. Speaking about biblical imagery, that's kind of like treat others the way you want to be treated every day. The golden yeah. rule. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, do I? Do you want me to do uh, X Men trivia? No, I'm gonna do one more Christmas, and then you can throw the X Men trivia. Hopefully, oh, bring on that X Men trivia. Okay, so here's here's one that I hope you can get. Who wrote "Christmas doesn't come from a store"? Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Is that? Dr. Seuss? You did it! I, I was so <laughs> hesitant. Yo soy cubano. I grew up in Miami during the 80s and 90s. We did not have Dr. Seuss. You didn't, oh, man. You didn't have Christmas. Period. I'm always are lucky too because usually when I'm usually when I'm asking these questions at Ugly Christmas, which was pre-ugly Xmas, I'm We're usually shouting. like screaming in your We're face and counting <laughs> down and going like, give me the answer, give Billy, me the answer. Billy on the street style is how we run our trivia at our party. We just start shouting and giving out prizes. Hey, I love that. Billy. Well, Mike reminds me so much of Billy. I, so many people say that. So many people say that. And to this day, I... I, I, I get people that text me like, hey, have you ever seen the show Difficult People? And I'm like, 
What is that supposed to say about me? I have told you with difficult people, you are Billy and I am Julie in that. God, you got to get them, hit them with that X trivia. Yeah, do it, hit us. There is an episode of X-Men the Animated Series called Have Yourself a Morlock Little Xmas. And let's open this up. Let's open (laughs) this up a little bit for the audience too. Uh, this one we had r- written for anybody, and then and then y'all can chime in. Name some Morlocks. Let's hear some Morlocks. Who are some Morlocks? Callisto. I mean, Leech. Callisto. Yeah, yeah, we've heard Leech before. Uh, Tommy. Tommy's the girl with the rainbow hair who can go flat. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what is his name? It was a uh, w- big dude. What's the big dude's name? Don't ask me. Uh, Sunder. I, I don't know the big dude. Sunder. Yeah. Sunder. Caliban. Healer. Caliban. Is Healer Caliban in that podcast we listened to? Uh, the Long Night? Yeah. Long, maybe. Yeah, I think so. He's, he's also in Logan. Well, so the Storm Storm was the leader of the of the Morlocks. So we have her. We have Storm, Callisto. We count Mero. We have fucking animated series only because we have Marrow. We can, yeah, we, we have Marrow. It's just more of a... Sauron. General... Nick said Sauron. Uh, Sauron, um, I don't think, is part of the... Caliban oh, was Caliban during onslaught. I'm forgetting Caliban was. Yeah, if no. we're not, if we're talking <laughs> to the show, um, we have Matt as well. We have Artie. Yeah, yeah, I think we have, I think Artie. Just, just, yeah, Artie just goes wherever Leech goes, but I think he was more just a, a ward of X. Oh, that's right? right. Yeah, I guess he wasn't actually. Yeah, definitely, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyron, Captain Morty. No, you knew that. You could, you could have corrected us. Mask. I knew it. Oh, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mask. Great call. Oh, yeah. Mask is a great. Model. Um, in the, I, I'm, I'm forgetting who it was in the anime series, but Pestilence, who would become one of the Horsemen. She was a, she was a Morlock yeah. as well. Hmm. Famine, or no, that was another Horseman. I'm trying to think what her real name. An- was. Oh, yeah, what's yeah. the, the, the old lady, um, Annalie? Annalie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, who brainwashes Jean Grey? Who Jean? She Jean should have known better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the whole stuff with Kitty. There was just some stuff. Um, so sticking with, I've got two questions now for you all, and we can still, you know, audience, uh, keep on going, but still have yourself a Morlock little Christmas. What? Um, and let's see, will this show up? Yeah. What song will Wolverine not sing in Have Yourself a Morlock Christmas? Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's and Jubilee's first Bells? Christmas. She's so excited. What is it? Is it Jingle Bells? Oh yeah, it is. Hey! Hey! I'm redeeming myself. I never my get respect. Ever. <laughs> no, he he never gets it, and he's so good right now. But you're mean. Yeah. You try to trip me up. Well, I try to trick you up so you can read the books I want you to read. Because I want my best friend <laughs> to know. Yeah. I There's want my best friend to opinions. madness. Yeah. Um, last one from... From the Have Yourself a Morlock Little Xmas, we've got uh, so Gene's cooking dinner. I think we all remember this scene potentially. Oh, and, this and Gambit scene. wants to add a little bit of Gambit magic to the dish. What is Gambit? Oh, Gambit, magic? you look so fly right now. Oh God, Gambit, uh, I don't know. I can quote Gene, but I don't know what <laughs> Gambit's trying. I can't remember. I just watched it. Ooh. I don't I'm know. Time. Paprika? <laughs> Cayenne and thyme. A little bit of gambit. It might have been some more, but she, she shuts them down pretty quick. Yes. I that honestly, you 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 asked me what keeps me coming back to X-Men. It's bullshit moments like Jean Grey and Gambit <laughs> fighting in the kitchen. Uh, that Nicholas Nicholas back. says that what he was trying to add was LSD. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an interesting kind of party, Nick. Yeah. That Nick. Come on. I, I'll invite you over to my Christmas party. <laughs> I think this, and, and then um, we can, I think. This is a re- the last one. Or? It's going to be over I soon. So. We, probably should. Oh, we have to tell people like that they won prizes because they've been patiently waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we literally could probably just sit here and hang out with you all night, but like we should let people get to the get, get to the prize portion of prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I do have one, one last, one last. Ooh, I'll get question. the prizes so, while you do. Oh, that's good. That's good. Do it. So, Uncanny X Men number ninety-eight. So this, I believe, one of the first Christmas issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, you're knocking now over the tree. Over. Doing a great job. Um, and this was intended for the audience as like a 
uh, it's not really an X-Men question, so maybe y'all will get it. Um, the famous scene in comics that has been recreated a couple of times. What's this location that it takes place in? Let's Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller oh, Center. Yeah. I had to be Rockefeller Center. And when Cannonball faces Gladiator, the X-Men are actually there as yeah. well as an homage. Yeah, that I remember that shot too. I can't remember what issue that one's in, but I, I distinctly remember that was when I was and picking up. I'm forgetting what when Alex Ross came back uh recently for like the sequel to the Marvels or Marvels, excuse me. Um mm -hmm. they actually do go to that scene again with Storm and Nick Fury is there if you look at the shot and oh, they cool. kind of like own in oh, on yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. In the you can I have no idea him. what he's talking about. You can see him right there. Yeah, he's right there. Nick Fury. His girlfriend. So what? while we're finishing up this conversation and we're um, going to give away the other prizes, if you want to venture another guess at how many ornaments are on our oh, yeah, tree. Last call for the ornament Last guess. Last call for the ornament guess How prize. many ornaments are on the tree? So... Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Are... Ben saying, Ben is saying, I find it unsettling, impressive that when he said X Men number ninety eight, both his guests nodded in recognition of the exact <laughs> issue. So impressive. It's, I mean, okay, because X, it's the beginning of the Phoenix Saga, is it uh, not? A yeah. Crazy Jean Grey fan, and she would wear that poor dress into outer space, and then when she pilots the space shuttle. Uh, oh, Jean. So actually, the other question that I had from that issue. Scott and Gene kiss. Two famous creators of Marvel react to this kiss in a in a negative way. Who are these two creators? Oh my god, I'm forgetting. Is it? Oh god, is it this? It's the originators of X Men. Oh, I mean, don't Kirby look at me Lee. like I know the answer. Yeah. Okay, I was I was overthinking it. I was, I was overthinking, overthinking it, it as well. Yes, it's right there. Sixty-eight ornaments. Sixty-eight ornaments. But yes, I mean, no, why would Kirby and Lee be upset with that? Their their creations are finally getting together and having a peaceful moment. Are we giving the variant cover for the ornaments? Uh, I don't know what we're giving for the ornaments. We don't know what we're doing. We, I think we, we are, all right. We have some other other things planned. I think we should give the variant the. the oh yeah, that's good. I like that. Wait, announce your winners because I yeah. I have so many thoughts on House of X that we haven't even talked about, and I yes. want to <laughs> I want to I want to point out some stuff. Um. All right. So. The first thing that we'll announce is the winner of the ornament guest. And I'll be right back. This is what you get, friends. There are, yeah, this is what you get. It is a the Comic-Con exclusive of House of X number five. Ooh. We had gotten two copies because we both got one. And You're lucky that I haven't colored it in. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> wanted to do immediately. Uh, and the winner is Andy with Andy? a guess of 69. There are actually 70 ornaments on the tree Ooh. right now. Oh, sorry, Nick. You are so close. Yeah, Nick, on the last minute with 68, so close. Andy, you get a prize. And I don't have to mail it because I see you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now are we going to do... Yeah, we're going to do sword. We're going to do sword. So I had taken... So if you haven't been following us on Instagram and That's Twitter... Blair. Yeah, we ran a couple of giveaways to kind of get ugly Christmas talking about and, and just it. share it. And it was, uh, you, you can retweet or share or share in your, your posts. Um, and then I took all the entries and I put it in a randomizer and we got our winner. Our winner of our sword issue number one is Luke on Twitter. Luke, congratulations. Yeah, Luke. Hey, Luke. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks and for thanks out. for participating. And yeah. you're a winner. Uh, and then and now <laughs> Andy is reacting to winning. What Andy's? <laughs> I won me, Andy. Yes, oh, Andy, is that the you. best X Man ever? I see there. Uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yep, uh, he's the, he's your number one. We have our, our last prize, right? We have uh, Marvel's Jump Beast, guy. Hank McCoy, who, by the way, I just realized is all his name is actually Henry. Henry. Boo, you must really hate this winner if you're giving him Hank McCoy. <laughs> uh, they are actually really excited at the opportunity to win it. Yeah. It is Crash and Taz's movie seller. Yeah, our Crash friends and Taz. On Instagram. They have uh, some of the, the most entries on, on this prize. Uh, they, they wanted this prize. You know, They wanted this. Eyes on the prize. That's how you win. 
That's how you win. You enter a bajillion times. Great work, Crash and Taz movie seller. All Thanks right. for being a great fan also. Hey, Crash and Taz, if you can tell me where Hank got his PhD, I'd be really happy. <laughs> yeah, right. Phoenix University, I think you all said that. Was, that was amazing. That was amazing. You all said it. Oh, we, my goodness. By the way, and all shade aside, we just really hate Hank, but like, it's a great Marvel Legends figure. It's yeah, a, it's it really a fantastic is. fantastic figure. I have the a custom head that I had bought that like that is him in his pensive face. Well, he's a little more chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what should have come or what will likely come yeah, in the re-release. He's so angry. He's so really, yeah, he's Don't so worry, angry. They'll put it on a retro card soon enough. Yep, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Uh, cool. So that, I mean. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's our show, Christmas. folks. That's, that's the, we did it. The, yeah. we, we did, did it live it. and it was long, but thanks for sticking with us because we had so much fun. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. the longest episode that we've had so far. And we didn't even get all of it. We, we uh, there's so much we didn't do. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously more to talk about with House of X and Powers of Ten. Yeah, we we'll were, still talk we to were you. going to talk about the six issues or the six titles that come out of this, but I think we'll we'll save that for. Yeah, we'll have to just do an extra episode. Yeah, we'll save that for uh, next week's episode because we were going to take the week off, but we can just record that. Why? Why? Why take a week off? Because Christmas. Who needs to take a week a off? Sleeping vacation. X Men is fun. Yeah. That's part of vacation. We are podcast, by the way. You guys do such a great podcast. I just want everyone to know it. Thank we, you so we much. Yours we love too. yours it's, too. It's always great when you have other friends that are making things that you want. You want to check out their stuff, right? Yeah. And, and it's getting to the point, especially not having as many commutes because I'm I'm working from home often. I don't. When do I listen to all these podcasts? I need I to walk more, That's do more dishes, or something. Do more dishes. Well, <laughs> cool. Well, I think I think we're gonna wrap it up. We're look forward to season two. We're gonna have like a promo next week. This yeah. episode will be posted tomorrow as our our Sunday episode, unless you know I don't edit it all. It, it, it's not gonna be in the morning. I'm gonna sleep. Uh, It'll come out. You have rehearsal tomorrow, right? I have so many, so rehearsals, many rehearsals tomorrow. She's got a show. Ooh, do we, so, did we no, have that video? We didn't do it, but let me just tell you right now. If you're still watching tomorrow, um. On Facebook, there will be a live stream. It's called the Roadie Red Holiday, and it is an event that I'm a part of with my dance company, Metamorphosis Dance Company. I'm doing a solo in, in the show, and it's raising money for the Autism Project of Rhode Island. So it's a bunch of local, local Rhode Island artists doing their thing, celebrating the holidays, raising money for a good cause. So that's tomorrow at 630 um on check facebook out, so yeah. check it out check we'll out post the link media. yeah my it's on my social media at wilder moves on instagram so check it out there and also on new year's eve oh, same yeah. shameless self-promotion this is, this is the thing that's been driving her crazy for the last in crazy weeks. in a great way crazy in, in a great way. way so um metamorphosis and 1031 got a grant from the from rhode island commerce to put on a new year's eve virtual dance concert so we are supposed to do our concert in 2020 in may of 2020 uh, a retrospective celebrating the 20th anniversary of 1031 unfortunately that got canceled due to covid so now we have had the opportunity to put together about half of what would have been in the regular concert and it's only going to be about a half hour long streaming on new year's eve at 8 p.m um you can check out the 1031 productions or metamorphosis dance company pages for that stuff so stay connected stay classy and until next time old friend charles Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 